Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And tonight, joined by Zach and George, got them both on tonight. Uh, you can follow Zach on Twitter at Brafsy and George on Twitter at jmontez 90 Fellas, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Good to have the boys back together. Yep, good to be back. The boys are back in town. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired. Don't mind me. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and um, there's been just so much going on as far as injuries, good and bad. You know, people coming back, people out for who knows what, how periods of time went out. So we're pretty much going to dedicate episodes to just talking injuries between guys returning, guys that are out. Hit on, hit on another, a few other news topics. And if we do have some time, we plan on maybe touching on a little bit on waiver wire this evening. So, I guess this is episode 19, and we're just going to jump right in. George, I know you have a list of a lot of the uh, guys returning or that big return tonight. Go ahead and jump, uh, maybe run through those real quick. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, injuries have just been rampant uh, early on this season. So, this, this week in particular, we get a good infusion of our talent back on our roster. So, uh, first, you know, uh, starting with Clint Frazier today, who came back. For the Yankees uh, now you know, he's someone that I'm glad to, to have back you know he was hitting over 300 uh, with six home runs in his first 18 games so um, you know back he should be back to an everyday player for the Yankees hitting in the heart of that lineup uh, so Clint Frazier um, I know uh, Fernando Tatis is progressing well um, he could be back uh, this uh, by the end of the week as well um, I believe Shohei Otani uh, will be with the Angels um, tomorrow, uh, so uh, Otani there. We see his his seasonal debut this year. You know he'll only be a hitter, and you know they they've shut him down as a pitcher for the year after undergoing Tommy John. And you know if, if the Angels want to compete as as they do, and and Otani is hitting, you know it could be you know before long as he warms up, uh, getting a lot of playing time for Otani there. Uh, and then uh, Anthony Rendon is someone who I've missed in in particular. Uh, you know, I have I have Rendon everywhere. You guys know he was he was one of my guys, and uh, he comes back tomorrow. He should be activated uh, Tuesday off the IL. Uh, so glad to have Rendon back. He was you know mashing before getting hit uh, by the pitch on the elbow. Uh, and then another guy, another guy I was really high on who started the year off just uh, absolutely raking. Uh, Austin Meadows. Uh, Meadows should be back uh, by this weekend. Uh, if you were missing Meadows, he'll he'll come back and uh, provide a nice boost there for us. Uh, Matt Olson is another guy who, you know, was had that Hammett bone injury early on this season, so we haven't really gotten to see much of Olson at all. Uh, he, he'll be coming back this week, uh, I believe tomorrow Tuesday. He'll he'll be activated. Uh, now it, it's kind of you know, with those Hammett bone injuries, they're always tricky. You, you don't know, you know, uh, usually they, they tend to affect, you know, power for a while. It, it takes guys a, a little while to get their power back. Uh, so, and, and he was never really been a big average guy. So it, it's going to take a little patience with Olsen, um, you know, maybe a month or so uh, before he gets uh, his, his uh, that power back in his bat. Eloy Jimenez, he should be uh, activated by the end of the week as well. He had the ankle injury, the the high ankle sprain. He's actually coming back a little faster than uh, I think was anticipated. So that's a good uh, good thing there with Eloy. 
Um, he, he was someone that I think we all recommended to, to hold on to. Uh, I think he had started warming up at the plate before he had gotten injured. And uh, yeah, those are, those are just some of the guys uh, that, that are coming, should be uh, coming back this week, activated from the IL that should be helping our teams. So go ahead and run through those one more time as far as just names, real, real quick recap for everybody. Yeah, so we have Clint Frazier, uh, Fernando Tatis, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, Austin Meadows, Matt Olson, Eloy Jimenez. I mean, if you have if that, that's like a that's a solid team in and of itself, right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am curious about Clint Frazier because obviously I'm a big Frazier guy, but I'm wondering how the, what they're going to do, man. You Andujar that just came back too. I just real I just thought about him. He just he just came back. You have Andujar, your Frazier. Hicks is starting to rehab. Stanton should be back sooner than later. You see where I'm going with this. Where there's not enough places for all these guys. Right, you're right. So about, that's gonna be interesting when that uh, when somebody's gonna get squeezed out of playing time on that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think I think they're gonna want you know Andujar with his shoulder issue, you know, probably DHing a little more than than they had initially wanted, and, and you know, so maybe we see Stanton having to play the field a little more. Which he did in Miami, so I mean, he's, I don't think he's a terrible fielder. He has a pretty good arm and whatnot, but obviously there's more risk for injury in that with that. But I feel like he can, he hurts himself swinging a bat more than he does doing anything. So <laughs> that's a whole, I guess it's a whole other discussion now. Yeah. Another, another guy that really sticks out to me out of this list is uh, Otani. I'm really excited for Otani. He's a solid little power speed combo that you could be getting, and he's available on Yahoo leagues. He's He's only 60% owned, so he's available in 40% of leagues. If you need a little boost to your lineup, a guy that last year showed that he – last year he hit 285, he had 22 home runs and, and 10 steals. He – I think he's going to perform similarly. He's going to have, like I said, a little bit – and that was part-time. It was only 326 at-bats. He's going to likely pace out for more than that. There's a chance we're looking at still like a 20 to 25 home run guy, 10 to 15 steals, like – I don't know how much they might – maybe they don't want him to run too much with the elbow, you know, because maybe head first slides might be an issue. But the fact is, is he's still fine. We'll say 20 and 10. Why, who wouldn't want that off the waiver wire right now? Yeah, I think out of all the guys that you guys mentioned, I think Gotani's the guy that I'm probably the most excited about also. I think the only issue with him is is, is going to be playing time. you got guys like Pujols and Justin Bohr, who are really only DH kind of guys at this point in their careers – um, all kind of going to be fighting for playing time. I, I don't know how much Pujols is going to be able to play first base, so it should be interesting to see how they get all of them in the lineup at the same time. Um, but this could be a big spark for the, an Angels team that has just kind of been struggling. Um, so it should be great to see Otani back in action. And I agree with you. I think he provides um, some sneaky stolen base numbers in there and should be a, a great power bat to add to – lineups that uh team stashed him on so that's the one i'm probably most excited about yeah i think he has the most upside well not the most upside but he has some of the better upside of guys coming back and the fact that he's owned his little i mean the fact that he's 40 available in 40 percent of leagues to me is really intriguing yeah absolutely he, he should probably be hitting you know be right right behind mike trout and personally i think you know someone like Bohr is probably like a dfa uh depending on on Did how uh, Sorry, they only have him for I think it's a one-year, two million dollar contract. So I think if anything, he's just a bench, uh, a just a bench guy, uh, maybe a weak side of a platoon type with Pujols at first. 
because you know yeah. he hits righty. Oh, no, actually, he'd be a strong side because he hits righties better and lefties. So I, I was wrong. Regardless, I think he would still be a he would be a bench piece for them or a day off type of guy. If it was yeah, he's, he's a good bench bat, but I mean, he's had an opportunity to prove himself, and um, he just really hasn't done that. He's uh, he's hitting one sixty nine right now. Uh, he's he's known for his power. He's only got three homers. I mean, he's really just not doing much where he does it, where it warrants more playing time. So he's probably going to be the guy to lose the most time. And yeah, I mean, he's a good bat off the bench late in the game. Yeah, and that's why I think. He's, yeah, and I was I was you know I was as far as high goes on a guy on him. I was pretty high on him as a deep sleeper this year. So I had him in like fifteen teamers, but I have since cut him. So. I w- that's why he was a deep sleeper because there was there was the opportunity he was there for a month, month and a half, and he just didn't take advantage. I thought there was a chance he would have beat Pujols out for the job, but he didn't. And I don't know if you guys, I don't know if there's anybody else off this list you guys want to talk about, or if you guys want to get, move on to the some of the other stuff because we have a lot of injuries to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. All of these guys, you know, they're they're all going to be starters. Um, so, you know, Otani was the most interesting one. You know, you, you don't know how, how much he's going to play, but he is definitely a guy that you sh- be careful in weekly leagues, but daily leagues, for sure, he's a guy that I want on my on my team. So maybe not 100% on because, again, weekly leagues are tougher to start him on, but 80 to 90% at least, because I think anything with daily transactions or daily uh, lineup changes, he should be he should be owned for sure. Absolutely. Yep. But we can. I think we can move on. We talked. We we discussed a little bit about the guys coming back. They should all be pretty much owned, and most of them are owned higher than we that, that didn't that were worth mentioning. Um, a couple guys. A couple things about the Reds right now. You know, Winker, Senzel, stocks are up. I mean, Senzel just made his debut a few, few games ago. Today he uh, hit two home runs. The hype is real. You know, these rookies are coming up and really hitting the ball well this year, well, except for Vlad apparently. And uh, I guess that's another part is Vlad struggling, but we'll get to that, I guess. Uh, the Reds, though, they, like, you know, all this Winker talk, all this, you know, where they're going to play these guys. Apparently, they waited a month and a half, but they finally got rid of Kemp. They put Shebler down. It looks like Winker and Kemp. Oh, Winker and Kemp. Winker and, uh, and what's his face? Senzel. Senzel, thank you. Winker and Senzel are going to be up for just about everyday bats, and that's huge for them. And that's been a big a big hindrance as far as like why people were so worried about Winker, you know, so between the slow start he had and the playing time concerns, but take those away. He's a guy that I would like to have on my roster, but he was never dropped in any leagues. And Senzel is obviously, I think it's a must, a must own guy as well. He's just a solid guy. He might not win you a league, but he's not, he's going to help you in every category on the way to help you, you know, solid high floor guy. At least in my opinion, I think that's what he's going to bring to you, uh, bring to your team. Well, what do you guys think about this whole situation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Winker's been one of the hotter bats in that lineup as of late. And, um, you know, you have uh, Senzel, who's been exciting. He's been hitting on uh, the top of the order, uh, you know, his first four games uh, of the season. And he could have had his second multi-homer game, uh, if not for uh, uh, Kevin Pillar, you know, incredible catch at the wall, robbing him of a home run in his debut. Um, so he, he could have had two multi-homer games already. Uh, so he's definitely uh, exciting. Well, it's cool. it's cool with Senzel. I mean, all of his home runs so far have been to either 
dead center or right field. I mean, he's not pulling anything. He's using all sides of the field. So that's pretty good to see from a young player. And I also I think it's really interesting that they just throw him right at the top of the lineup first game out there. I mean, it's rare to see that with a young player, even a, a top guy. Um, I would have expected more like a sixth or seventh spot in the lineup to start off. But no, they're confident in this guy, batting leadoff, batting in the two hole. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see this guy. I just, I just hope he can stay on the field. That's been his thing, but, um, it'll be good to see what this kid could do. Yeah. And I think, uh, sorry, I, I think they needed that. They, they needed to throw him in there and just put him up there at the top. Cause they needed, you know, a, a jolt in that lineup with Votto and Puig and Peraza struggling as they all are. Um, so I, I think, you know, they, they said, you know, go right ahead and put him up there at the top and try to give that, that lineup a, a jolt. Granted, they've been playing the Giants, but um, no offense, George. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've looked pretty good the past few days since Senzel's been up. Yeah, well, the Giants will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, th- I think we need to apologize now about the many times we've said to add or drop Winker. <laughs> we've been so – it's been hard, man. I mean, I'd be the first one to tell you that I would have been – I would have dropped him first few after the first few weeks I'm really aggressive on the waiver wire and there was a lot of guys you know performing well and guys coming up and I just I would have dropped them but then all at the same time I would have looked to pick them back up and then I would have dropped them again so I don't know I'll speak for all of us when I say that maybe we were wrong on that we should have obviously maybe had more patience because it's weird man I could pre- I could preach patience pretty well when it comes to certain things but I guess I just maybe because I've never been a winker guy and it was so crowded and all these playing time concerns I just that was my bigger thing. It wasn't necessarily the talent of Winger as much as it was just the Reds being so unsure with their lineup. And every day it was something different, and they weren't even playing when we start of the year. I don't know, but it's good. I'm honestly glad to see him getting a shot. I'm glad to see uh, Senzel up. I mean, it's probably a year later than we expected. He should have been up last year, but regardless. And uh, if this offense can start clicking, I mean, this they have the best team ERA right now in Cincinnati. It's crazy. <laughs> Very yeah. hard to believe. Well, uh, wait, wait. Castillo's pitching like an ace. Sonny Gray is actually not looking half bad right He's now. He's looking like Sonny Gray back when he pitched for the A's. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they could make some noise in that division. Um, what, I'm, what I'm worried about is that park plus warm weather <laughs> equals a lot of home runs. I think it's going to be interesting in general. This league, I mean, if you have bad pitching now, your ratios are in trouble from the summer months anyway. This ball's juiced. Add some heat to the add some heat heat to the to the equation, and you're gonna be having seen balls fly out the park at ridiculous rates. Yeah, it'll be fun to see if Luis Castillo can pick up, uh, can keep pace with what he's doing right now. I mean, he looks like an ace out there. Um, that's something that the Reds desperately are in need of since uh, since Cueto left I guess um, I don't know this team just hasn't been relevant for the past few years so it'll be cool to see if this team can kind of pick it up a little bit and be competitive or at least uh, try and knock some teams out in that division yeah and uh, we're, we're going to end on that note but a guy that see I didn't honestly this is only this now this is just a guy I didn't really think about talking about tonight but we're going to talk about him and this is going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. now man Talk about disappointing to start the season. <laughs> We're talking about a guy who universally owned, essentially. The hype was as big as it gets for anybody. And right now, if you look at his stats, he's 5 for 30, so he's batting 167. 
with one RBI. No, uh, no home runs. I think I haven't. I, I didn't. I need to pull it up. See, his, like walks and all that. But at the end of the yeah, day, man, he has uh, four walks to ten strikeouts so far. Um, Ooh, that's not like him. Yeah, and it's only in 37 plate appearances this season so far. So, really, I you know wouldn't be concerned really right now. At this I point. I still believe in the guy, of course. I mean, he's still a kid. I believe in him for sure. But at the, at the end of the day, you still got to be a little disappointed at how he started, just because of you know the excitement, the hype, the everything behind it. I just I guess I was gonna, I was going to ask I was going to try to gauge your level of concern, but I'm guessing it's it's not really that much. Yeah, no, I'm not really too concerned. And it's kind of to be expected with the all these young kids, you know. Um, Eloy didn't exactly come up, you know, on fire. Um, you know, uh, Pete Alonso has certainly slowed down over the last, you know, couple weeks. Uh, you know, so you, you just got to remember that this is the first year that these kids are seeing major league pitching. So, you know, they're, they're going to adjust. The league will adjust back. But there's going to be ups and downs, and it's to be expected. But, you know, you know the skill is there for uh, Guerrero, so I, I'm not too concerned at this point. Yeah. What, what about you, Zach? You could be a little reactionary sometimes. I'm curious to hear what you think about him. Well, I mean, we were we were all taking predictions. Game one, we were expecting a home run or two for four, three for four, a couple doubles. I mean, obviously none of that happened, but I'm not panicking on this guy yet. Um, it's been, what, a week or two that he's been up? Be patient. Uh, that's one thing that we've kind of been stressing, especially with a lot of the studs. I don't know if I would, I wouldn't classify him yet as a stud just because he hasn't been here too long, but he was probably a pretty high draft pick for you. Um, a lot of guys are still struggling out of the gates. And like you said, this guy just came up. He's still getting used to major league pitching. It's not something that I'm too overly concerned about. Um, my guess is in a, in a week or two, we'll see some home runs on the board and I feel like he's going to get hot real soon so I'm, I'm honestly not panicked at all I wonder if pitchers I mean I don't have the I'm not looking at the stuff right in front of me but I wonder if people are just kind of trying to go with some some breaking pitches to him at this point just because he's such a good fastball hitter um, I'm wondering if they're challenging him with the heater at all at this point or if they're just trying to confuse him at this point um, I don't know I, I'm just I'm really not concerned he's he's too advanced of a hitter and he's 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 gonna figure it out. He'll make the adjustments needed. He'll he'll give the he'll give his father a call and, and get some advice. Well, his father used to hit balls that bounce off the floor. So I mean, well, he can too. <laughs> yeah, it was just. Right now. <laughs> I'm just. This is one of those things. that's kind of kind of uh, interesting. He's actually struggling versus changeups because I had to bring it up. He has a batting average against of zero. It's very small sample sizes. Sliders, he's struggling. Four seamers, he's hitting 250, which is the best pitch. And he's hitting a cutter at 500 on the year. So. How's his hard hit rate? Um, it, I, I tried pulling up his uh, X stats, and it looks like, I guess, the sample size isn't big enough or something because there's really nothing there. Yeah, it's not gonna, the sample size isn't going to be big enough yet. But regardless, you got to think that he's going to come around. He's going to be fine. I do, but this is why he was on my bus list on the preseason, man. Not because I didn't think the talent was there, but because of look where you had to take him, and he he missed the first month and a half because you know of service time and all that. And then you pair that with the early struggles. You're going on. You're gonna. It looks like it's gonna be about two months of 
of either not having them or having them at a slow start when you combine it all. And that was the reasoning. I think he can, I think he could be in for a nice big hat second half. And maybe there's a buy low opportunity right now because people are so reactionary. So maybe see if you can float some names out there. Maybe a Conforto for him. Or Conforto's kind of slowed down, but that's the kind of name that came to mind. You know what I mean? Take a guy who's kind of been decent, solid for the year. Maybe try to – it's going to be hard to buy low on him because people are – I mean, people bought high on him, you know, but yeah. – but... I can't even imagine, like, holding on to him for this long, waiting for him to finally show up, and now you're actually going to sell him because he's, what, one, one week of a slow start? It's going to be tough to get him. Well, but... what if what if you're uh, what if you're in a roto league and you're in like ninth place out of twelve, and you and you want to shake up, you know what I mean? Like this is you have to see what type of teams have him. If it's, if if you're a team in first place or top three, you might want to try to go acquire him because this might be the best price you'll be able to get get him all year. But say, but if you're a team in the bottom half and you're trying to make a move to you know better your standings and you need to win, you need to make improvements now. And you can't afford to wait much longer. He might be somebody you try to sell on. You know, you just never know the circumstances. There's always circumstances to try to go ahead and do stuff like that. But regardless, we're not at the end of the day. I guess we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but we're not really we're not worried about him. So I wouldn't worry. None of us are worried. Nope. <laughs> Give him some time. He's a kid. He'll get. He'll get. The, he'll get his uh his feet under him and get the swing going and be just fine. Yeah. Right. And who, yeah, like like you mentioned, right now might actually just be a good opportunity to buy. But, all right, moving on. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys really thought think about as far as mentioning, as far as news goes, before we get into our injuries. Continue. <laughs> so, so we'll go ahead and just jump right into some of these guys going on the IL. I'm going to throw names out there. We'll, we'll touch on each one individually, I guess. But real quick, uh, Paxton, the Yankees just take another hit with Paxton. He's going to be out. They, they think maybe one to two starts. Knowing Paxton, it'll be three to four. Um, Severino, he's expected to be out for at least until the second half now, minimum. Price, he's he's hurt right now. One to two starts, it says. Matt, same thing, one to two starts. Tyone, no UCL damage. That's huge. Seeking a second opinion by the, by the doctor who performed his uh, Tommy John in the past. But he's shut down for four weeks, so that's not even, he's not going to be throwing the ball at all. And... Uh, Clevenger, he's ahead of schedule. He's on the 60-day DL right now, but he's actually like the earliest he could be back. I think was early June, and it might be tracking towards him being back when first available, which is huge because there were some people that thought he wasn't going to pitch at all this year. And then you have Corey Kluber with a non-displaced fracture in his throwing arm, still to be determined on on length. But uh, again, so just to reiterate, Paxton, Severino, Price, Mats, Tyone, Clevenger, Kluber. Anybody else that I missed who's gone on the DL recently? Or Carlos, maybe – I was oh, going Carlos Rodon of the White Sox. Um, a, make the, you can make that quick, right? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like Tommy John um, is recommended for him at this point. Bye-bye. So, yeah, he's getting a second opinion, but I'm not sure it's going to be uh, too different from the first opinion. This is, it's unfortunate this guy just always seems to be injured. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's got great stuff. He really could be a top-of-the-rotation kind of guy, but this is just going to set him back for a whole other year now, most likely. Well, two year, uh, roughly two seasons because the rest of this year, and it usually takes, what, 16 months to come back? Yeah. By the time you, roughly 12 to 14, 16 months, I think. 
Yeah. I don't. I don't think sixteen months max. I mean, if there's any setbacks, I mean, I was hearing like mid mid to late next season is the earliest you'd probably see. Well, that's what I'm saying. So late next season, what maybe last month? That's what I'm saying. Almost two years of two yeah. years when it comes to him, and it's and it's figure important. if the White Sox aren't even in it next year, like why rush him back late in the season? Exactly. So, yeah, he's obviously a cut. There's no. I mean, dynasty leagues. It depends on how many IL spots or how many roster spots. Unfortunately, I, I, I've seen it happen. I think he could even sometimes be dropped depending on the depth of your dynasty league. Yeah, I actually, for some reason, I don't know why. I, I'm just, I've, I've always been a, Ro, a Rodon guy. I actually have him on every single one of my teams. And I've just stashed him on the DL for the time being just to wait to hear back on these results. And I'm probably about to cut bait with him. But, yeah, he's, he's a guy that I was really high on. And, he had a good start until his last two starts when obviously something started to flare up on him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably about time to, to drop him. <laughs> it's not looking good. Yeah. He's a, you know, he, uh, I already, I already dropped him in leagues. I owned him. Uh, <laughs> but what about, uh, so of these injuries, uh, which one do you guys want to talk about first? You guys want to just, I mean, Paxton's always hurt. It doesn't seem it's too significant. It's a, what, a knee? Knee inflammation or something of the sorts? Yeah, it's a knee injury. It's something that he has not had before. Usually it's just been arm <laughs> or shoulder issues. So this is something completely new, which is kind of alarming, uh, I guess. Um, something that we haven't seen from him before. So hopefully it doesn't linger on. Um, in, the, in the meantime, they're going to call up Lewis, uh, Jonathan Loisega. And he looked good earlier in the year. I mean, I don't know what your expectations are. It's short-term thing, so it's really difficult to get excited about, you know, adding him to your roster. It's like, like as much as you want to see him get a chance, because, again, he looked good to start the season. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think at this point, he, you know, over the time that Paxton's out, he's probably just like a stream in like 15-team leagues right now. I mean, if you if you if you really need somebody in twelve team leagues or points leagues, like you said, he's a streaming option. But he's not somebody that don't get attached. He's not. This is not like he's going to be up long term. But Severino, that's just crushing. I mean, we knew he had setbacks, but now that he's out, like I think it's been confirmed till at least the second half. There's a chance this guy doesn't pitch this year at all. I might, and I'm I'm usually I can be pretty optimistic. As you'll see when we get to some of the other injuries, I'm pretty optimistic about injuries for the most part. This year, which is weird, but Severino, I'm just not. I don't have any belief in him throwing this year. I think it might be just a lost year. They have no reason to rush him back. They're gonna, if anything, he might come back for what September and then the playoffs if they make it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he'll be back for the second half. Not at least the first, not for the whole second half. I yeah, mean, that's a good point. Go ahead, George. I was just uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that's a good point and, and it's a fair concern. Um, you know, you just don't know with with these kind of injuries, especially you know the shoulder. I don't see them rushing him back, but I mean, the Yankees are are in contention right now without pretty much their their whole starting lineup. Um, I mean, if they are in it, um, August or September, I mean, I could see him coming back, possibly maybe even a relief role to kind of um, ease the load. On his on his shoulder, um, but I, if they are in it down the stretch, I could definitely see them trying to get him back uh, to make some type of impact, whether it be in the rotation or just um, out of the pen. Even so, what? Th- there's no real timetable to the early because I don't even think he's throwing right now. I don't know the earliest he would be back. But if you if you told me he'd be back in the second half, I'd be way more excited. 
a part of me just feels like second half, it's one of those, he'll be back in the second half, but when, not like he'll be back for the second half. You know what I mean? That's what I'm, that's how I'm understanding it or how I kind of think it. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like, I'm not saying drop them, but it's getting, it's getting interesting. Cause I mean, I've seen Kluber drop. I've seen Tyone drop. Severino, he has, he's better than them as far as upside goes, but I don't know how much longer I would hold on to him in, in like shallower leagues, obviously. If you have an IL spot, obviously you can use, utilize it there, utilize him there. But some of these teams, some teams have all these injuries right now. And he could be one of those like, the problem is, is if you drop him, there will always be somebody that will pick him up. It's one of those, if you drop him, he's gone. <laughs> he, you're not getting him back. But you must, some, some teams might be in a position like there are 10, like there's 12 team leagues I'm in that don't have IL. And I, I, yeah, I still like 12 teams. I think there's like six bench spots. So it's kind of a lighter bench, six or seven bench spots, no IL. And I have IL stashes because I'm, like I said, I could be pretty patient, but it gets, it gets tough. And I'm not saying, I would never say, I'm not saying drop Severino, but it's definitely getting tough to, in a 10 team league, I might just do it. 10 team redraft. If you know you have limited bench spots, limited IL spots, that might be a spot where I'm looking. Where you know what? Maybe I'll just cut my, cut ties, and if somebody else gets them and wants to hold them for three to four more months, let them do it. When you were, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say. So I don't I don't know if you went into specifics. So he has the the right rotator cuff inflammation, but he also has a grade two latch strain as well. Something that kind of just came up a setback. Did you mention that? The, the, the last strain occurred a couple uh, – was it like – almost feels like a month ago now. It's been a while. I couldn't tell you exactly when. It, it occurred – wait, yeah. No, the, yeah, the last strain occurred during his rehabbing of the shoulder. Yeah, I feel like that was like a week or two ago. Like that was a – I swear it was longer an, ago. An additional setback. It was. It was, well, it was during – like I said, it was during his rehab process. I just couldn't tell you exactly when. And that's part of what's – that's part of what's keeping him out longer. Yeah. Yeah, I could see this really lingering till August or September, if not the whole year. And if it, yeah. and if you're telling me, like, is he really worth holding on to for two months? And even then, during those two months, how many of those starts are really going to be five innings or more? You know, what I mean? like he might hit a couple, like like Thor, the year that was it two years ago when you held on to, when we like I held on to Thor, got what a month out of him maybe a month, and then out of that month it was like two weeks of Thor again, like, not being worth it. Yeah, came back for like the last few starts of the season. But I mean, dynasty leagues, you're not dropping Severino. No, uh, this is strictly redraft. Strictly redraft. If you're talking 10, 12 team with no IL spots, I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of need those spots for something else. I, I don't think I would really have a problem dropping him. Um, that's crazy. No IL spots? I don't like I, that. Fan tracks, man. Fan tracks, weekly leagues apparently does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't do much fan tracks, but <laughs> I, I do know uh, that you know the the Yankees could be in the market for, to sign Dallas Keuchel, you know, after the MLB draft. So you imagine, you know, if if they do sign someone like Keuchel, uh, it's conceivable to think that maybe they use Severino when he's ready as a you know bullpen weapon. Yeah, that's, uh, what, that's what Zach was saying. Yeah, I mean, and that's the fact that that's a potential outcome because you see a lot of teams go that route. Again, suggests that. Maybe it's just not worth holding on to, or maybe if you get like I, I actually did trade him right before his lat injury, so I got lucky. I had one share and I traded him. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying drop. Don't ever drop a guy before trying to trade him. See if you can get anything of value for him. Because there might be somebody that's willing to give up something. I'm not saying anything great, but maybe you can get a bench bat that might be an upgrade for you, or a bench, or a, like a like a fifth a SP five. Like a, I'm trying to think of a starting pitcher that you might be able to get for him. You know what I mean? Like a I don't know. I can't come with the name off the top of my head, but. That's the type of thing. Like, don't ever just go out and straight drop one of these guys because, again, if you drop them, somebody's going to add them. It's just so – like, like, like for instance, I dropped I, – I, someone dropped Kluber in my leagues, and I dropped, okay. I dropped Canning for him. Canning's not great, but wouldn't you like, – some people, like, maybe you want Canning. Maybe you want to sit on Canning. Maybe you want to see what he has to offer. And Canning's better than nothing, and he's better than some of these waiver wire guys. So – just, that's just an idea. I'm not saying that's who you should need to go target. You would obviously want to target better. But sitting on Severino, it's going to get tough. Yeah, and if you do decide to drop any of these guys, you, you, you drop them without the expectation that you're going to be able to get them back. That's a big deal. So we're going to go ahead and move on for Severino. And we'll, we're going to touch on two guys real briefly before getting into some deeper content, uh, deeper discussions again. We have, we have Steven Matz. Um, he, testing is confirmed that Matt's is dealing with a nerve issue in his left forearm. Apparently, the good news is that there's no structural damage in his elbow or forearm, but he's mo- he's most likely to miss at least one start. Uh, you're the Mets guy, Zach. What do you got to say about this? Oi, that's what I have to say about it. They do have uh, new, they do have a new medical staff. It's not the one that's been bad over the years. Apparently. We know the Mets are uh, notoriously not great in handling their injuries. They're saying one to two starts. I could see this being a little bit longer of an absence. Like, um, I would say maybe two to four starts if we're lucky. They actually just acquired Wilmer Font. Really exciting move. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, uh, it's the Mets. Yeah, they just, they just don't have much starting pitching depth. So I'm hoping that this is just a short absence for Matt's who's actually he's been surprisingly one of our better pitchers this year so yeah hopefully it's not a long-term absence but I think I think George mentioned it before I mean it's just getting really interesting now this whole Dallas Keuchel thing like there's a lot of teams that really could use him I think it's pretty clear that Keuchel thing until after draft where there's not any draft pick compensation tied to his signing I mean I think we were talking about it with Severino before I mean the Yankees are a team that could use him. The Mets are a team. Padres. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there. So we'll see if that actually have this team. They just they have no starting pitching depth. It's bad when Wilmer Font is your uh, your number four for the next <laughs> the next few weeks here. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, it doesn't sound too too serious. But I don't know a nerve issue. It sounds more serious to the to the fan. But I don't know the Mets medical staff don't seem to be as concerned so i guess that's a good thing i think i think the good news when it comes to mats or any pitcher is that the fact that there's no structural damage to his forearm or elbow so maybe it's something hopefully the only thing when i think of nerves i think of uh matt harvey a little bit because he had the you know thoracic outlet syndrome which is completely different but i think i think just in general nerves it goes back to just you lose sometimes you could lose feeling and you know you get numbness in your hands and whatnot if you lose feeling for your pitches, that obviously look look it really did ruin it really did ruin uh, his career over there, uh, Harvey's. 
So I'm not saying obviously I don't know that. I, couldn't I, I hope you're wrong about that. I, I can't tell. I can't tell. I obviously, that's the extreme. I don't think I, I couldn't tell you that's the extent of his, you know, his nerve issues. But I just know nerve issues can cause can cause numbness and tingling. And yeah, that's, that's the first thing I think about also when you hear nerve and not being able to feel the ball. I mean, that's the first injury that I think of. There really hasn't been anybody that's successfully come back from that injury. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's not the case. Don't scare me, man. <laughs> I don't. Again, there's been no mention of thoracic outlet syndrome or anything, but just when I think of ner- again, just when I think of nerve injuries or any type of nerve issues, I can't help but think just what if a pitcher can't get regain that feel for their pitches? For at least, I mean, it depends on the severity of the nerve issues. Where, where obviously we're not doctors; we just play them on on uh, podcasts. But <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking right now of all the good times we had with Matt Harvey and how quickly that went down the drain. <laughs> The dark night, yeah, it stayed in the dark. Lights turned off, and he went six feet under. Um, we're yeah. gonna move on. No, no, I'm sick of your man's talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm so depressed now. <laughs> Good, you—that's where you belong. You're always gonna be second rate to the Yankees. Get over it. Um, <laughs> Just coming from from a Marlins fan. We have two, we have two, we have two World <laughs> Series. We're two for two, undefeated in the playoffs. What now? Um, Yawn. <laughs> we saw off everything after we win. Um, they, anyways, David Price. Uh, Speaking of nerve injuries. Yeah, David Price elbow is hopeful. To be, hopeful of, is hopeful of missing just one to two starts. Price was placed on the injured list Monday with left elbow tendonitis. He dodged questions about how long the elbow has been sore, saying it's only that it's been bothering him. Or, sorry, that it that only that it is bothering him right now. The good news is that he said the injury is not even close. To as as to as bad as the elbow. I can't read tonight. Regardless, elbow concerns to a guy who has a partially torn torn UCL that didn't get Tommy John a couple years ago, and he says it's not even close. But he's still suggesting. I'm reading through from I read the lines, and this is just my personal opinion. He's almost suggesting it is a similar injury, just not to the extent of that injury. So obviously he's having elbow issues that's throwing arm he has a partially torn ucl from a couple years back they never got tj on that's always worrisome i have no price shares so i honestly couldn't even tell you how he's really been doing this year i know the red sox as a whole been struggling i thought he was doing pretty well though yeah he's actually been you know they're probably their steadiest pitcher so far and this is just like kind of an annual occurrence with price here you know he probably takes you know one to two il stints with uh you know the elbow or uh finger issue yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I'd be I'd be more cons- the fact that he's hopeful of just missing one to two starts. I would again almost just like Matt, I would tack on maybe make it two to four. Because again, Red Sox are another team that although they're you know struggling right now, they're still a team with playoff aspirations. They don't want to risk pushing them and get you know getting a longer term injury. I would think. So I'd be mindful of that. I don't know if you guys have any really much to add to that. If not, we can just move on to the next guy. We can move on. Move on? All right, cool. Uh, we're going to jump into AJ Pollock. <laughs> Go figure. Hey, it's injury. It's, we're talking injuries, and his name is there. He's on, he is on a six-week regimen of antibiotics that deal with an infection in his right elbow. This dude cannot catch a break. That's just not fair. <laughs> this guy, he didn't even get hurt. He just got infected from in a previous injury spot. Are you flipping kidding me, dude? Like, he has a catheter inserted into his left bicep to distribute these antibiotics. So the arm will 
need to eventually heal in addition to his right elbow healing from surgery. <laughs> There's no timetable right now, but we're talking a minimum of six week just antibiotic regimen, which means he's probably not picking up a baseball and throwing, which means he's not utilizing that arm and getting strength up. So you're looking at six weeks minimum of recovery time. What, maybe three weeks of rehab, uh, rehab after that? So I'd say a two to three month absence is probably more likely at this point. My God, just reading what this guy has had done <laughs> just sounds really bad. <laughs> oh, like you said, this, this guy just cannot catch a break. It's every year. And it's not like he was even having a good start to the season. Two two twenty three, two homers. I mean, he's contributing fourteen RBIs, but I mean they just needed a right handed bat in that lineup and that's gone now, so they're back to being left handed dominant. But yeah, this is this is not a guy I would want. I would I would cut bait. I know Mike, you just somebody dropped him and you snatched him up and actually it was the our, our listeners league, which I was I was a little confused by that move. This is, this is not somebody I want anything to do with in any league. I've been seeing him drop. I agree. I agree with you, Zach. I, he's for me. He's he's a drop everywhere. To be completely honest, I think I put the I put the claim in before this. I I put, I put it in. Kind of forgot about it. I'm not, and I haven't dropped him since I've gotten him. I think he's all right to hold. It's a 15 team league. Just to put it in perspective, and I have a DL spot to put him in. So I had the space in a 15 team league. If I had the spot to put him in, I'm holding. Again, if if I didn't, if, I'm not gonna force. I'm not gonna force it to make it work. If I have my spots taken up, and he hits the DL, I'm drop. I, I would I, I would drop him too. Like right now, if in that league, I get another injury that I want to keep. A, that it's a guy that I value at all, even within the same realm. I'll, I'll drop. I'll drop him again. So I'm. It's, I don't really regret the ad because again, I had the space to stash him. But 12 teamers, he's droppable for me. 15 teamers, if you have that, if you have better plays in your IL spot. Even that, he's droppable because I didn't even finish reading. I guess I, I kind of stopped reading the update on him. And at the very bottom, it said a two month. Two months, it seems to be the minimum, and that's optimistic. So I guess my two, three month thing wasn't far off, and that was just my guess on it. Um, so yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to even defend myself, really. Just, it just happened to work out. <laughs> I, I just really forgot about it. I put the claim in before, you know, the news. The, new, the guy, whoever dropped him, dropped him without really hearing what was going to happen, I think. And then once the elbow and infection, he's like, peace, like I'm done. <laughs> and that for me, I was like, well, I'll just claim him, whatever. I put in claim for him. And I honestly wouldn't have, I would have taken it down, not wasting my waiver move on it. But you forget about, you know, when you're in as many leagues as I am, you forget about stuff. I, there's been plenty of times where I forget about claims. So <laughs> as a personal, right, you, it's fine. It's fine. He, again, he's sitting on my IL spot. So it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm wasting a bench spot for him. Now, if, if you are stashing him, though, like there's guys like that might be available, like guys like Didi, Gregorius, and Cespedes, like guys like that, like I'd rather stash over Pollock at this point. Like there's really. Uh, I, I just. I just uh, Didi. Not... I think Didi, yes, but, but I'm not sure about. I just don't know what to expect from Cespedes. He's like mid 30s now. He's going to be out the same amount of time. I mean, I don't know when he's coming back. He's not due back anytime soon either, is he? Yeah, but he's going to – if he does come back, I mean, he'll at least hit the ball. <laughs> you, you assume. He swung a bat for like – he swung a bat. He swung a bat like 10 times last year, got hurt again, moved back on the DL. The guy had – he's been talk – about, talk about uh, injured. I think it's been like two years since we've seen him be on the field. Yeah. 
but when he's on the field, he produces. I just feel like Pollock, he's just been on the decline due to all these injuries, and it's showing his numbers. Regardless, um, I'm not stat- like, like you said, like I'll, I have no problem dropping Pollock. Um, I'm not stashing Cespedes over him. I'm not stashing either of them. Cespedes, not yet. I'll, I think there's still time to wait before you, before you know, make that speculative ad. But regardless, we can move on from Pollock. There's not much to say here. We're just you're just defending your stupid Mets bias with the Cespedes. <laughs> no, I'm just defending that I just don't like AJ Pollock being rostered at all. Right. That's fine. And again, I'm not arguing with you. I just forgot to rescind my uh, <laughs> rescind my move, but. It works out because I do have that. Again, I do happen to have the idle spot for him. So, uh, I guess let's get on to the bigger injuries. We'll touch on, uh, I guess, Clevenger first. Clevenger is ahead of schedule, and I'm loving it. There's, there was again, he was another guy that people were kind of worried about when they made that move. They made the move to put him on the 60 day DL a little bit ago, and since then he wasn't even supposed to be throwing a ball yet. Not only is he throwing a ball, but he's throwing it like I think I saw playing uh, this the most recent update on Yahoo. But I thought I read one more that he's, he's throwing a ball at 120 feet already, which suggests mound work would be next. He's feeling better. He's 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 due back early June, and I'm really excited. Like I was all about stashing him. I've had him that I never dropped him in any league, and if he's available in your leagues, I think he's a must stash guy because he's going to be coming back, it looks like, early next month. And he could be a solid – he could be an SP, borderline SP1, or a top-tier SP2 for the rest of the season when he returns, assuming no setbacks, assuming he's healthy. He was looking absolutely dominant, and I can't help – my excitement for him is about as much as you can – I mean, like I said, I think he's a mustache guy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, really excited about what we're hearing uh, out of the Indians camp about Mike Clevenger being ahead of schedule and you know hopefully as soon as he's eligible and he comes back yeah he absolutely in the pitching landscape uh that is you know that we have today uh he can absolutely be uh, your second half ace i think pitching wise he's probably the top il stash i would say i mean paxton's probably not going to be out super long term um but i think clevenger is the top il stash pitching guy that i want yeah, and spoiler alert, I'm writing an article about five controversial, and I say controversial right now in air quotes, uh, IL stashes for pitchers, like pitching IL stashes and hitters. And a couple of guys we spoke about tonight are going to be on it. I might break them down a little more, but regardless, uh, Clevenger's on there, and I don't think it's controversial, but some, you know, I think he's been dropped in quite a few leagues. And right now he's, oh no, actually, I'm surprised he's owning 90% of leagues on Yahoo. People are smart. Okay, good. But that's still 10% of leagues he's available in. So make that 10% or 9%, whatever, you know, the Yahoo only shows 99%. Regardless, make those leagues, if you if he's available, I'll cover it's a 10 team league, you need to find a spot for him on your, on your bench or in your IL. Yeah, or go try to buy him right now. Go try and, and trade for, for Mike Clevenger. I'm going to probably go do that myself. I did it in one league, and I think I, I still think the window's there, but it's starting to close with all these positive reports. So. It is, and it's closing quickly. So I, I would suggest you know going out and seeing uh, what you can get right now for for Mike Clevenger. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a name. A Tyler Skaggs maybe. I'm a Skaggs guy, so that'd be hard for me to give up. But that's the name that comes to mind. Yeah, one trade that was uh you know approached uh 
to me by by a, a league mate. Uh, you know, someone wanted Jack Flaherty from me. So you know, maybe you can maybe you can give Flaherty for Clevenger and and another you know secondary piece. It's tough. I mean, I'm not a huge Flaherty guy. Last year I was all over him, but this year his price was too high for me. He was one of the guys I really wasn't targeting because of his price. I could still, I still think he, Flaherty can demand a little more. Maybe a Mike Miner with how hot he's been, and if, if guys are hurting pitching, you could take a Mike Miner. Maybe I'm trying to think of sell high guys like that, like that. Maybe Joe, Joe Musgrove, even though he had a rough start last outing. Max Freed. Yeah, I mean, take one of these guys that you took off the waiver wire, or was the end of, or somebody that was off, you know, at end of your draft, and really sell them high. And I think Clevenger is a good. I mean, again, you have to be patient, and it depends on where you're at in your standings. I'm not saying if you're in tenth place, go out and get Clevenger, but somebody, in, you know, if you're in first, second, third place, this type of move is the type of move that really wins you your leagues in that second half. You know, there's definitely there's definitely strategy to this type of stuff, but. Regardless, we're all on the same page um, when it comes to Clevenger. We can go ahead and I think we can move on to his teammate, Corey Kluber. <laughs> the Indians just can't catch a break either. He, Kluber was hit with a comebacker, has a non-displaced uh, fracture in his throwing arm, pitching arm, and he's placed on the IL with no, with no timetable. Uh, if there's good news, is that the non-displaced – means it doesn't need to be rebroken and put back in place, so it gets to just heal as is, which is a good thing, obviously. Um, he's going to be reevaluated in three to four weeks. It's going to be a long-term injury regardless, but I think a realistic comeback date would be the second half. So you might be able to get two, two and a half months out of Kluber. And for me, he's, again, a little bit of a spoiler alert, but he's a mustache He's a mustache guy for me. He's, been, he's down to 92% owned in Yahoo Leagues. And I, he was dropped in one of my leagues, and I picked him up. And I don't. There's not many. There's not many guys that offer league-winning potential like he does. If you can get him back for the final two months of the season, again and again, a lot of it depends. But I think that guy, if that guy could have came to me and said, "Hey, I want your, I don't know, pick a half-decent low-end pitcher." Like, oh, you know what? I want Canning. I like Canning. You you grabbed. You had Canning. Give me your canning. I was like, okay, like, I was okay. That's going to dropping for him or Freeland or whoever was on my team. I don't even know why I had Freeland on that team, but regardless, right? Um, just I, I don't. I mean, I have no. I'm in in this league. Particularly, I'm in second place, third place. So I thought it was a great move for me to make. I had the DL spots for him. Marco Gonzalez, Tyler Skaggs, Eichhoff. These are guys that are on my team. He could have came to me and asked for any of those three guys. Skaggs would have been the only one I would have been hesitant to give up for him. But Marco Gonzalez and Eikhoff, both of which have been decent or good, I would have given either one of them over no problem. But he dropped him, so whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you guys feel about him, but I'm very big on stashing him wherever in all formats until I, – I, I'll give I'll give him a month on my IL, see what comes back from the second uh, – when they do – when they check him out in, in three to four weeks. Well, you got to imagine that, you know, for those, he's going to be casted for at least four to six weeks. He's going to have a cast on. It's going to sap, you know, all of his, it's going to, it's going to sap his strength from, from his arm. And that's his pitching arm. Um, so, you know, it's going to take another month or two of rehab. So you're looking at possibly three months, I, I think, you know, uh, realistically. Yeah. I think that's an accurate ETA. Um, 
But yeah, uh, he's definitely up there with Clevenger as the top IL pitching stashes. Um, if, if if somebody's dropping him in your league, I would definitely put in a claim him up. Um, luckily or un, unluckily, I guess I haven't had any leads where anybody's dropped him. Um, I would scoop him up right away if that happens. So you're and, lucky that you're in a league like that, Mike. To put it, well, I'm, and this is again, this is a deeper twelve. This is twelve team league. This has middle infield five, or four or five outfielders. Like it's not a little shallow league either. That's why I was surprised. And we have three, two or three uh, IL spots. So I don't, I don't know why. I wonder that, if that owner kind of just dropped him thinking it might be a season-ending injury possibly. Maybe. And I did uh, I did spend more fab on him. Than I, put, I, I spent a big amount of fab on him, more than I probably should have, but I wanted him. And that's what the fab's for. But regardless, I uh, – and I could be wrong, but he's the type of guy that I'm willing to gamble on and sit on. And if I'm wrong, just drop him. But I think there's a better chance of seeing Kluber this year than Severino at this point. Yeah, I agree. And you also have to think, I mean, this team, the Indians, they have a pretty light schedule. They play, obviously, in a light division. So hopefully they can kind of remain afloat over the next few months and still competitive and pretty meaningful games down the stretch. And for fantasy purposes, um, that might be big for him to come back and they might need him to go deep into games and it might really pay pay off for your fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for me, Zach. Or Zach, George, do you have anything to add or did we kind of touch on everything for you already? No, yeah, no. I, I, I'm pretty much, you know, to reiterate what, you, you know, your guys' points, he, he's going to be, if someone drops him, you know, he's the best injury stash that you can have as far as pitchers go. And, you know, he wasn't off to the best start, but that's kind of, you know, uh, Kluber's reputation now at this point. You know, he's typically gotten off to slow starts. So it's understandable that, like, you know, you can see someone dropping him. They, they were already disappointed with uh, his outings, and then, you know, he breaks his arm. So if he's out there, you know that if not you, someone's going to be picking him up. And, you know, just even just having that name recognition alone on your roster, you know, maybe a month down the line, two months down the line, you know, people, you know, want to start seeing, you know, what you want for Kluber. Maybe he, uh, he can be a good uh, trade piece, at least, you know, just ha- having him on, on your roster. Exactly. And that's the type of stuff you have to think about. Again, these are fantasy, especially baseball. Football is a sprint, but baseball is a marathon. You have to think ahead and think of, like, clever ways of, how these guys feel valuable to you, even if they aren't gonna ever play for your team. <laughs> so, so we can move on to the final guy. So again, that that was uh, that was Kluber. Uh, we're, again, it seems like we're pretty much on the same page with a lot of these guys, but I think this one might be interesting. We haven't discussed any of these really off um, off on the side before we start recording, so this is gonna be interesting. But Jameson Tyone. We all know, and I put out a tweet, if you've been following anything I've been saying, I was a huge Tyone guy. I'm starting to wonder if this is part of what caused his uh, slower start. Because it's weird, though, because his swing strikes have gone up this year, but his ER, but his uh, Ks went down. And typically with a higher swing strike rate, you have a higher K, and the, cor- the correlation typically goes hand in hand. But regardless, to Tyone, he's going to visit Dr. David Alchek, I think is how you say it. Uh, next week to get a second opinion on his injured right elbow. The good news is that a recent MRI showed Tyone's surgically repaired UCL 
which again, like I said, he's had Tommy John in the past. It shows that his UCL is fully intact. But they just want to guess. I think I think it's almost precautionary. They're just gonna have him go see the doctor who performed it to see what's going on. He shut down for minimum four weeks. So that means no baseball activity as far as throwing the ball, anything like that. Now, if there's no UCL tear, I don't see why he would won't be back this year. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know what. I mean, it feels like this came out of nowhere. I don't remember hearing any discomfort issues. He wasn't pulled from a game early. Um, it sounds like they're just they're playing it really safe, which I'm glad they are. But I don't know what to expect. They're saying, you know, I think this is another guy second half comeback. Unless, and I'm willing to stash him until he gets a second opinion. If the doc, you know, doctor could come back and say no, he needs surgery, and then there's a chance that, you know, then you drop him. But to drop him prematurely, I think it's, I think. Uh, I think it's I think it's premature to drop him prior to getting that second opinion news. Yeah, there's too many unknowns right now. Like you got to wait until we have some more info, a better timeline. It's just it's just very foggy right now. Um, if there's no major UCL damage, then yeah, it's likely that he'll probably be back at some point. But you're not dropping this guy yet. You got to wait and see um, what comes back with the second opinion here. He's already. Uh... He's already been dropped in two leagues. I, again, another guy that I – it's funny. I, 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 put, I put a bid in on him, and nobody put a backup bid on him. So I spent way more than I had to. I could have got him for a dollar on Fab, and I wish I did. But instead, I spent a lot more than just a dollar, and nobody even uh, bid – no one even bid a dollar other than me. That was aggravating. But nonetheless, he's available in one more league of mine, and I'm going after him again tonight. He's, he's going to be off. He's going to be claimed in about three hours. And again, these are guys, man, please. I'll gladly take them. And if I'm wrong, oh, well, it's, it's free. It's a free gamble. That's just, I don't understand why people are dropping these guys so prematurely when you have people like me, and I'm sure there's a, somebody like me in every league willing to give you at least something off my, off my team to, to acquire him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I would have been, you know, willing to give something um, up. So, I mean, if you're looking at just next week, finding out, you know, uh, regarding that second opinion, it's probably worth the gamble with, with someone like Tyone, especially if you believe that uh, this injury has, you know, been the underlying cause of some of his struggles early in the season. But, you know, if just some rest, you know, shut him down for a month and, and then come back, like you said, he could be uh, – you know, you could write him in the second half to, you know, uh, to some wins and, and hope, you know, into the playoffs. That's why I don't, I just, again, I have a hard time when it, when it seems like, again, it came out of nowhere. Obviously it's, a, there's reason for concern because they shut him down for four weeks. Like I don't know where they got the number from and why, but at the same time, I mean, he, there's just I don't know where why there's no damage to the elbow. This is just inflammation. Like I don't I really haven't seen much about it. It just seems very random and very vague. There's not really much info that I've seen that, that people put out about it. I'm curious what um what kind of guys uh, these teams that are dropping like Tyone and Kluber, who are they picking up when they're dropping these guys? Yeah. What kind of what kind of players? Let me look. The guy who dropped Kluber. See this is why it's aggravating because. I don't even think they got anybody. I think they just straight dropped them. <laughs> dropped them for the space. I mean, maybe maybe they have somebody coming back this week, like Otani or somebody, and they need the roster space. They dropped him, and it looks like they they just added 
with the extra roster space they added to Tehran. That's terrible. I would do no. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely terrible. Not worth it. No, not for Julio Tehran's not rosterable in any format ever. <laughs> like if you have brave, if you could, if you could start five brave starting pitchers right now, I would still just start a reliever with SP eligibility over Tehran if I could on that team. <laughs> like in fantasy, that's how much I'm anti-Tehran. Uh, let me see about these. Uh, so that was sorry, that was for the Kluber guy. Let me see uh, for the Tyone. He dropped Tyone straight up again. Just dropped the same guy, by the way. And all he must have had somebody come off the DL because he. Let me see. Because on, on his team now, it's uh, it, he didn't make a, a corresponding ad the next day because it's daily waivers. He must have pulled somebody off the DL. He has Upton on the DL, and he had he has Severino on the DL. So he he's uh he's off to a great start there. I don't see who he took off who, who he brought back on. I have no idea. Regardless, there's I'm no just curious. No, it's that would have made more sense if it was a legitimate option on the waiver wire. But yeah, I mean, if you're dropping for guys like Julio Tehran, no, hold on to these guys. Wait until there's a more clear cut. ETA. Oh, definitely. Oh, and he dropped him for Loisaga in uh, the other league. Yeah, once again, that really does nothing for me. <laughs> he, and to put it in perspective, he's in 10th place in one of these leagues. He's in... He's in... Where is he in this league? I don't even think he's in this league. Oh, yeah, he's, he's in ninth in this league. So he's a team... He's one of the teams that are just struggling in general. But regardless, it looks like he had the spots play with on the IL or DL, whatever you want to call it. Yahoo still calls it DL apparently. But looks like he's had the space to play with, so I really don't understand the moves. But I'm not going to complain. I'll take it. And I'm not going to be the only lead that these guys are dropped in. So, and please, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly gamble half my fab or high waiver priority. If I had the normal waiver priority, I'd use it. And if I lose it, it's that's what that's what's there for. You're supposed to use it because this is a, this, these are lottery tickets if these guys get dropped. If you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> Essentially, you know, just like they did in 40, uh, 40 year old virgin, right? Yeah, <laughs> he asked that question. Yeah, uh, good movie. That's fine. Is it true? If you don't use it, you lose it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for picking up my reference. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad we were on the same page. But I think that's a good way to end the show, guys. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on that 40 year old version reference we've had some uh it was a good show we definitely covered a lot of information as far as injuries are concerned as always you can follow us on twitter at mike underscore curland uh at zach at braff z and george at jmontez 90 you can follow bases loaded podcast on twitter at bases loaded pod and on instagram at bases loaded pod and Please, guys, if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't already, please give us a uh, rating or review on iTunes or whatever, wherever you listen to your podcasts, because it would really help. Again, it helps us gain exposure. It helps us grow. And yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't already as well, you know, check out uh, the website, thefsgn.com, where uh, I have my waiver wire articles every weekend, uh, hitting and pitching, and then uh, matchups and two start pitchers, and uh, you know usually every week mike does some great in-depth uh looks at you know some interesting guys you, your recent one was uh caleb smith is that your your last one yeah i, I did a jose ramirez i've done a caleb smith 
I do, yeah, the occasional. I, I try to do weekly, but it's been bi-weekly lately for me because of, you know, the podcast. But, I, yeah, I try to do a bi-weekly, at least, that one deep dive article. And see, I, I get a lot of good feedback on it. I think it's definitely something you should check out. And then, of course, like you mentioned, you do the weekly. We put out, Again, we put out weekly uh, stuff. We're, we're growing. We're growing as a whole. The podcast is growing. The, web, the website's growing. Definitely. And you can follow them on. They have a Twitter at the, FG, at the FSGN on Twitter and Instagram. So. It's uh, if you're interested in writing, we're still taking on writers as well for fantasy baseball and fantasy football, so you can hit us up. Look out for more work. I'm going to be trying to drop an article. Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, I might have an article out. But nonetheless, uh, thank you guys for continuing to listen to us, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.